0: Welcome to Coaches and Conversations, where we remove the veil and talk about what it's really like to be a woman building a business online. Because here, it's not just business, it's personal. I'm your host, Master Certified Life Coach and Business Strategist, Tavana Denise. Let's dive in.
1: Hi, everybody. I think Instagram is just letting people know that I'm going live. So today... I'm going to be interviewing. Oh, speaking with, been in conversation with, um, Tavona Denise. Um, Tavona Denise is a force of nature. Um, I did her program last year. It was sold out services. Um, yeah, it was just amazing. Her launch. Um, her sold out service. Um program was for coaches who wanted to launch and launch their businesses, you know, without being burnt out. And I've been life coaching for many years. I never did it this way where you actually created a launch. I was always expecting, you know, getting clients word of mouth or I was trying to use Facebook ads, which was really difficult for me. And I found that I got more than what I bargained for when I did her course because it not only taught me how to do a successful launch, it also made me look at my offer. It also made me look at my my client, like who I was serving, um, my copy, everything, like just so much stuff I got from working with her. It was unbelievable. And so... also made me look at my pricing and my value um total life changing um and she's been I've been around ever since and I just feel like she is just such an asset to the coaching world um and I'm here in the UK and she's in um she was in Atlanta at the time so I was able to, you know, be in a program with several other women from the US. And it was just amazing. It was just so for the first time in my coaching career, all oh, my career as a um holistic therapist before then, I actually felt like I I was I, I was with the right people that kind of supported supported me as well. So um Yeah, it was just so amazing. So, so amazing. I'm just going to see if I can add. She's not come on yet because she's just, she's in Mexico. Ah, hello. (laughs) Hello, Laura. Winner. I just, I've just completed a challenge. And that's from the work I did with Tavona. And it was so, so lovely. So healing, you know, not burnt out at all. A bit tired, but not burnt out. But in case you don't know who I am, I'm Marilyn, MJ Fontaine, creative life coach to support in creative business women who want a lovely, creative, joyful business and to make an income from that business with ease. So making an income from the stuff that they love to do without, without, but, oh, look.
0: Oh. Oh. Wait a minute. <laughs> i was <laughs> so excited. Oh my God. Hello.
1: <laughs> oh oh my it. God. I'm so excited. I was just telling everybody about, um, I've just finished the launch today and I was just <laughs> telling them about when I did your launch and how it just was exceeding my expectations. Um, it, you know, everything, Everything I did, my copy, my clients, my money, everything. But we're going to cover that more. But yeah, you just—it just was amazing working with you. So amazing.
0: Uh, I, you just—you showed up. You showed up a hundred percent and more, and you just took everything and just worked through the stuff. So, I mean, yeah. you did it. I just facilitated.
1: Well, you're very powerful, and you don't let me get away with nothing, which I love. And
0: in a gentle way but
1: um i just want you to introduce yourself i've talked about you a bit but i want you to introduce
0: yourself to the okay. world oh wonderful okay well i am savannah denise and i am a master certified coach business coach with a specialty in launching and, and in particular launches that you look forward to doing and it was a just a journey for myself where when I worked with Marilyn, we were working on like, how do you launch in a way that feels aligned, that feels good and all of that wonderful stuff. And and it just came from my really my own story of just loving to launch, but also being exhausted after them. And what was missing for me was a couple of things. One was just the energy around launching. Another thing was me putting so much pressure on the results of the launch and, um, also changing things and not being willing to just keep doing it and tweaking it and repeating certain parts and tossing the ones that don't work for the next time. So, I mean, I think we'll probably dive into some more of that stuff, but yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell.
1: Thank you. That's so good. Um, what I want to talk about Because we're going to talk today about, you know, launching with ease, overcoming launch panic. This is called From Burnout to Beach. And Tavana is in Mexico right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If it wasn't so noisy outside, I would actually probably be doing this in the hammock.
1: Guys, now everybody says to me, I want to do multiple streams of income and I want to work from the beach. I want to be a digital nomad. Yes, it is doable, but there's steps. Okay, so we're going to talk about how you can have that and what to look out for you know, to get to those steps. Because I think that when people come to me and they want that life that you have, I think they think they need to get it from multiple streams of income instead of realizing that there's steps to make this happen. So can you please tell me, I'm getting
0: emotional. So can you please tell me about your
1: journey and how you got to Six Figures and what you was doing beforehand?
0: Oh boy, so I was trained as a, a physical therapist. I'm from the United States. Was r- raised in the DC area, lived for the last 16 years in Atlanta before I moved to Mexico. But my profession was as a licensed physical therapist. And I got a hold of this book called The Four Hour Work Week in 2007. That. I love that. I mean, I well, I book. don't even really remember all of the parts of it, but what I did remember was I was like, wait a minute there's this world where people use this computer and they live anywhere and they make tons of money and they help people. And I was in a place where I was lifting patients. My patients are heavy at the hospital and standing up on my feet all day. I walk walk like 10,000 steps a day at work, not for exercise, right? And I was just doing all of that stuff. And I wanted to be in a position to be able to make, call my own shots, work from anywhere if I wanted to, right? So I don't have to, but if I wanted to, and and just be able to help people make a lot of money. Let me just just be real about that. So, So I went through that whole process and I got through a place where I loved, I am an amazing physical therapist and I love doing it, but I hurt my back. And that was, I wasn't even 40 years old at the time. And I was thinking to myself, there is no way I'm going to be able to do this for another 25 years. My back is already starting to bother me. It's just not doable. And I have to be here in this hospital to do the work. And that is keeping me from living a life that I want to live, which is one where I can roam around the world. And of course that was pre-COVID. So there's, there's that aspect. And so what I ended up doing was I had a couple of different businesses. I had a physical therapy contracting business. I had an alternative uh, fitness event company for women in the Atlanta area so that they would know how to work out. Like they had the experience of things other than running and lifting weights to work out. And then I got certified as a life coach. And that was so incredible to me because that was the first time that anybody had ever told me that if I just, change the way I thought about any other circumstances in my life, I could change what those circumstances ended up in. And so that is a little bit about the background and that piece. And it's just been, I, I want to be out front and tell people that it took me six years to hit six figures. And I don't think a lot or enough people talk about how long it really took them. And I'm, I'm counting six figures from when I got certified to when I made, certified as a life coach to when I made six figures. Um, because I think some of us look at the end result. They look at the, oh, okay, it's a 100K and six figures this and seven figures that, but they don't actually hear the backstory. They don't actually know how long it took that person and or what they had to go through to get there. Or if they are one of those superstars what background they had or what things they had in place that helped catapult them to that next level so quickly wow
1: yeah because that is really i was thinking about that today and i was talking about that in my challenge that you know (laughs) before i met you three about four years ago i was still charging 50 pound an hour for coaching it's treble that you know um, I remember when I had a concert with you, I was in tears, you know, because mm-hmm. I realized I was undercharging. I wouldn't take that back, though, because I've made trouble than I've made in what a year, two years, three years. But mm-hmm. it was I've been coaching since 2004. So it's taken me that time. Or the confidence to kind of get to the next stage to work with you—it's taken maybe ten years first, and then within a split second of maybe eight. Well, yeah, we're not even in a year yet. Mm-hmm. I've totally got a totally different outlook, thought process about my worth. So the skill was always there, but it was—I had to learn up and down to get to be able to back up. Myself and say, well, you know what? I've I've got these um ten thousand hours or a hundred thousand hours, um, and I suppose what you're saying is true. People don't see that; they just see the the word six figures, and they don't realize that it's an it's not an overnight thing. It's an ongoing thing, and I, I just what brings me to um, how you felt when you hit six figures because I know for myself when I, again I was telling the ladies in um, the challenge. When a client paid me quite a bit of money up front, it really affected my nervous system, like my spine went into spasm, and I had to lie on the floor because getting funding is a different story because that's funding. but actually, someone gave me all this money in advance I could have bought a car with for coaching it It triggered me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so can you talk about first about what happened when you hit hundred k? And then we'll go into the trauma side afterwards. Yeah, uh, for yeah?
0: sure. Yeah, and, I, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because that's that's another one of those things that people don't talk about is the the other side of success sometimes. And because I had a very similar experience to you and if I didn't have support around me, to be oh. like, okay, how do I calm my nervous system down? Then I would have thought something is very wrong here. And that means I need to hang this up yes. because it, it, is, it is a full body, almost terror, if you will, that can, I'm not saying that it's going to happen to everybody, but that can, that you can experience. And mm. I was very much that way. I had, I made $102,000 in three months. I wasn't a stranger to making six figures because I had done that through my other business for years. But to do it in three months, I was so terrified, terrified, petrified, whatever the highest, most uncomfortable vibration of fear, afraid word that you want to come up with, of that being my experience. And I was actually afraid, terrified of running out of money and yet i had made the most money at ever in a short period of time in my entire life and it was just like mayday uncomfortable something's not right here this is not i think really underneath all of it marilyn was this is not who i am and if this is not who i am then this is not safe mm-hmm. and if we're not safe then we and we don't feel comfortable then we don't we want to get as far away from it as possible and so so often what i see happen is Once we get people to a place where they know their worth, they know that what they're doing is worth it, it's valuable, that it's helping people. Then we got to start to unwind, like uh, feeling proud of yourself and celebrating and being comfortable with having money, being comfortable with regular. If you work with individuals instead of businesses, individuals paying you money. And I want to reframe something like not them giving you money like, oh, you're panhandling on the streets and they're just giving you money out of the goodness of their heart. No, they are exchanging something that they have a value in exchange for what you have a value so that they can get what they want. So it's a. Multi-faceted, multi-layered thing, and I'm—I wouldn't change it for the world. I'm so thankful that I did this thing called business, and I kept at it for so many years. Because being in business, yes, it's nice to make multiple six figures and to be able to live on the beach and be—I was on the hammock before we started and all of that stuff. That's one of my—that's my new happy place. I'm just saying, but. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably not gonna believe me, but it, trust me once you get there, you're gonna be like, "Oh, that's what she meant, and that's what all of, it who I am today I'm like I almost sometimes don't even recognize her Do and no, I'm so night. grateful for that because I could not have crafted this or uncovered this this version of me without me going into business. I wouldn't have gotten there as a physical therapist.
1: I, I believe this is what I say all the time. I used to do spiritual and general life coaching. And until I did your program, it was like, I remember one thing. It was like, you help business women own it. I don't know if it was you or Michelle that said it, but it was like, and I was like, okay, I'm going to own this. And that was the best thing I could have done because it has brought me back to me more so than trying to rescue and be kind and be it really has brought me back to me um all as all all facets facets of myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: being and business and this this pivot in this business has really expanded my character and my soul
0: Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things, Mary, like we try to do the thing that feels comfortable and cute and kind and all Mm -hmm. of that. But our soul is calling us to speak to a specific person about a specific thing. And I, I, again, I think maybe that's why we bought it so well is that we have very similar journeys. Like I've been my first business was before I had my license to practice physical therapy. So I've always been interested in business. And I remember getting hearing somebody say one time before, is like, no, you have to reach a certain level in your business, like the coaching business, before you can go back and cut, coach other people. And that stuck with me and messed up my head for a, a while because then I would say, okay, well, I got to listen to so-and-so. So that means that I have to go and do make a hundred K in some other niche that I really am not that interested in doing so that I can say that I'm qualified or certified or whatever to be able to help all of the other people. And I'm like, but that makes no effing sense because I had a physical therapy contracting brick and mortar business before I even came into the online space. So anyways, all that to say, y'all be careful <laughs> when you are listening <laughs> The other people who are not paying your bills. And and be careful when you hear other people just providing general advice Mm. without context or when you hear these pieces of advice, really check within yourself, does that feel true for me? Does that feel true for me where I am in my business or where I am in my life? And if you choose not to do that, it's your prerogative. You are a business owner. You are an individual. And guess what? If it doesn't quite work out, you can always make another choice. Yeah.
1: It's funny because Ananda said that and um, we always think we have to get a doctorate and certifications on top of certifications.
0: Right. Because like, what is be? okay, so let's let's go there then. So like, what do we think that having the certifications on top of certifications, on? T- I call it the alphabet soup. What do we think having all those letters behind our names and all those certifications mm. are going to do? And the, 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 the challenge is, because I 100% believe in us being masters of our craft, but at the same time, if you went and got 8 million certifications and you haven't practiced whatever you were learned in certifications on clients in real time who are paying you, then how, like, how good are you actually? Because Ooh. one of the questions that you asked me, Marilyn, was how did I get to where I am now? I got to where I am now by just picking something, the closest thing that felt good to me at the time and selling it, selling it so that. I could go work with people and help them on it. Once I work with those people and help them with it, I meaning sample it, I can say, Ooh, no, I don't like that, and go yeah. make another choice. Or sample like, oh, okay, I like this part, but maybe it needs a little more, mm. like maybe it needs mm-hmm. a little more salt, or maybe it needs a little paprika or something, right? But in order to know what's missing or what you don't like, you actually have to sample it first. And here's the challenge of those of us who are in business you've got to sell it first.
1: Perfect segue is the selling, selling, selling. And I I remember I was when I was working with me, I'm used to word of mouth. People are just booking me. And then when I realized I had to go and sell in this way, all my stuff come up and I sit with my clients, all their stuff come up and there's, million dollar question I don't want to sell I don't want to be pushy especially with a lot of black women with this shame of saying you know book my services mm. what would you how could what would you speak to that emotion I would or not that thought what would you say to that thought
0: well I mean I just have a question why don't you want to sell I mean really and truly not to be because I, I want to I just want to preface this by saying I was there Right. But what I heard in what you said, Marilyn, was like they say, I don't want to sell. I don't want to be pushy. As mm. if selling like you you must be pushy in order to sell. Yeah. And I would offer and maybe you can uh, attest to this, Marilyn, that I wasn't pushy Ooh. when I no. sold to you. No, you just As a matter of fact, <laughs> if I could just tell them, Marilyn, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I really don't. I think you might need to go and come back, right? I was the exact opposite of pushing, unless you mean pushing you away. Like I'm like, yes. no, nah, you might not be ready. Right? And it was me.
1: Yeah. I was like, no way,
0: right? And so it's like I think to really examine when you say I don't want to sell, to just ask the question why, mm-hmm. and or what does selling mean or look like to you. Because it may not be pushy, it may be something else. So if you can get a little more clear about what does selling mean or look like to you, then you have a, a starting, more of a uh, specific starting place to say, okay, this is what this means. And in the, in the case that you shared, Marilyn was like, oh, you got to be pushy to mm. sell. And that's yes. that's not true. And so if you're like, okay, I don't want to be pushy with people to sell, then you get to ask your brain to go to work on, okay, if I don't want to be pushy, then how else can I sell? Because pushing and the the, the used car salesman, that is that is one way to do it, but mm-hmm. it's not the only way. So if selling is the way to be able to help the people you want to help, and you don't like to do it in a pushy way, then you get to go to work. This is our job to solve problems as CEOs on solving the problem of how else can I sell without being pushy or how else can I sell and feel true and aligned to myself.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Selling brought out my ish. Now, oh, selling brought out my ish. Now I'm helping people in making my offers. That's right. Yeah, it's really important because I feel like Going back to the question of trauma, I find, especially with a, a, a few clients, that that's come up about the shame, all the feelings that they associate with being seen or um, selling or how people are going to perceive them. What can you say to that? Because I know that you, you've what you been doing work with trauma as well. Can you explain mm-hmm. it better than me? So
0: well, it's interesting because this is why I encourage everybody that if you just have an inkling to do something, please just go follow that and do it, even if it's not the last, the ultimate thing that you will do, because I think it's going to lead you to the next thing It's going to lead you to the thing that you're, you're, quote unquote, supposed to do. Because I started working with people, and it's interesting. I started a program called The Simple Startup a few years ago. And I said to myself, oh, it should it, it, as long as I make it as simple and low-tech as possible, people should be able to do it, right? Like, it's only a few steps. You just go do that. And I noticed that people would come and they would do all the homework. They would show up for all the classes, but they wouldn't do this stuff. Like, that is fascinating. And then... I- And then I had a program called the Courage Circle, I was like, okay, this is simple to do. They just need a little courage. So we'll have them, we'll practice being courageous. And then it led to the sold out services program and the launching that we did. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So then I'm trying, I'm looking and I'm finding problems and I'm solving each problem the best way I know how, right? And I get to the sold out service. I said, okay, you can only be in this program. If you've worked with a certain number of people, because I was like, certainly that's going to get it. If they work with people, they know how to sell. They know what their stuff is. They know they're a good coach. Take note, y'all. These are some of the things that come up and they're going to be able to do this launch. Just telling more people about it. And what I found, Marilyn, was that I was like, what is happening? I was still even though I had solved for some of those things that I mentioned, People still were, the trauma responses are fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And they've come up with so many other ones, but those are the main ones. Fight, flight, freeze, fawn. And I would notice them. And so this, I'm going to tell you what they looked like in real time. So we talk about it in the the health and medicine and health, like fight, flight, freeze, usually, or fawn. But what it looked like in the program or with clients was fight. So people would (laughs) argue, Or be resistant. Yeah, right. If you've ever had a client Um, who gets argumentative or resistant, or what about mm -hmm, that? That's the -hmm. the fight response in real time with coaching. Then fight flight. If you see a, sometimes clients are just ghosts. They paid for the whole program. They got three sessions left. They gone. Yeah. Yeah, they will not. You won't see from. Them. You can ke- follow up, check on them as much, but that's it. You're not gonna see them. So go. Uh, flight also looks like they will keep changing their niche, or changing mm. offer, or changing the strategy. Yeah. A lot of times. So if you find yourself doing that. You are like, okay, I think I got it. This is, I'm going to do webinars. Yes. And you do yeah. all the slide deck and blah, blah, blah. And it's time to go tell people about the webinar. You're like, no, 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 no. I need to do a five-day challenge. So then you go do all of <laughs> this. Then that's another version. Of it.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So fight, flight, freeze. Mm. Freeze, I see people, sometimes I literally would see them freeze where they can't speak. Sometimes freeze means that you write the post, but you can't post the post. Right, yeah. Right. So it's something that maybe you can you can work on it in the background. But when it comes time to put it out with people, you can't do that. Yes. And then the fawn, the fawn one is an interesting one to notice mm. because fawn, the way that I've seen it show up for my clients is they will do all the things on the mm. list that the, the teacher, the guru, the coach tells them to do. They'll do all the things. But they know that it's not aligned. It doesn't feel good. So they yeah. will do them and then they won't get the results because when you do something that's out of alignment, you're going to have a weird, funky energy around it. And people can sense that. This is what we talk about, the aura, the the pheromones like there is yes. we communicate non-verbally all the time. So, yeah, mm. you can check off all the things on the list trying to be the best student. In the class, that's the fawn when you're trying to mm-hmm. do the be the best student, even though something in your spidey sense says this doesn't feel right. Or maybe not the whole thing, but like this part of it doesn't feel right. Yeah. List, so I'm going to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what I see happen. And it's just like it's a combination of wanting to be kind of like teacher's pet or wanting mm-hmm. to the people pleasing. Right. Yeah. Doing that version is it's like that's fawning. And so that's how we see it show up. If you've ever noticed it, notice yourself doing that when you're in a coaching container. That's that's been my experience. So I guess the next question that one might ask would be is, okay? so I see that either I've been fighting, flighting, fleeing or uh, fawning. How do I get past that? And I think the first step to any of it, like we all know in um, personal development, is to just be aware. Just be aware of what your particular trauma response, your stress response is, and just to start to notice yourself when you do it. You're like, oh, I was gung ho when I signed up for this class, and now all of a sudden I'm dreading going, or I'm finding like other things. Like my, I Mm -hmm. cleared my calendar for these twelve weeks of this program, and then all of a sudden everything else is taking priority. Like just notice. Notice that Mm. stuff come up. And then the second piece of it is just to be like, here's my favorite question, y'all. Why? What's going on? Like, the why or what's going on? Like, I'm noticing this coming up. I'm noticing this. I really don't want to go to this program that I was so excited about going to. I noticed that I want to, like, kind of argue with the coach about things, even Mm -hmm. though she's just asking me questions. Like, really? Like, what's going on? just what's going on and notice what the answer is for yourself. Because if you can notice then what the answer is, rather than just ignoring it, there might be some really good information in there for you.
1: And that's really beautiful because I think that I've had that with clients and myself where we get to a certain level and there is a change of niche or there's a change of how they're going to show up or the social media freeze. I can't post on social media because and it's literally is real. And one of my clients is on here and she's, she's, she's written something already, um, about being resistant. And, um, but now, but the good thing is the beauty at the end of that is that once you unpack and then you look safely, and I think that's why coaching, having a coach is so important because as much as you manage in your mind, somebody gets to witness that and holds the space for you to be able to process whatever's coming up and you know like you've got someone you can you can turn around and say well this come up for me and even though you know the answer it's really nice to be able to speak to somebody else that's just going to hold a neutral position because I think we've got to be careful with trauma that when we're beginning to make friends with our trauma or our trauma self, if we're in the wrong hands or if we're around that's a fault, I suppose but we'll go with it if you're with the wrong people at that moment it could make you run back in is that true mm-hmm. is that quite
0: important that's true. well but no but that's true because again remember we were talking about the energy the aura mm-hmm. the pheromones and that kind of thing and we have something called mirror neurons and so oh, okay. it, we we are mirroring and matching the people that we're around and so that's why it's so important that when you notice these responses come up that you are with someone who is grounded enough and they have worked on 100%. their stuff enough so mm. that they can they can hold the space for you to be able to process whatever mm. it is that's going on without them trying to give you advice, without them trying to fix you, without them putting, projecting their stuff onto you. And so it really, really, this is why I always say we go first always. And so if you are seeing something in yourself that is coming up, if you have a coach and you're seeing that, it's not a problem. It's actually a beautiful thing because as you learn to process it and you clear it, then you can hold the space for your clients to be able to process and clear it and it won't freak you out, Mm -hmm. right? So the more we start to clear our stuff, the more we can lovingly hold the space for them without it... uh, Running the show because I, mm-hmm. I tell you straight up, part of the re- another part of the reason why I went into the trauma training, I realized that I was having some of those responses myself, and when you have, and I know y'all have experienced this, when you have the client that acts out, mm-hmm. and it brings up something in you, mm-hmm. yeah. I, now I thank those people because now there's like, oh, okay, there's the alert, something to clear, something to look at, something to pay attention to. But if you haven't done your work and you haven't been with someone who is potentially a trauma-informed coach, you'll have that fear. And what I notice happens with people when it comes to selling, when it comes to doing even bigger things like a launch, Mm. you subconsciously, this is where one of the saboteurs comes in because you have that, that fear, that trauma that is experienced in your body. And on the outside, you can be saying, I want to have a sold out launch, or I want to have a hundred people at my event, or I want to have 10 clients or whatever it is. But at the same time, your body remembers what it felt like to have that unruly client that showed out. Yes. And it's like, yeah, I might be saying with the front part of my brain that I want those clients, but in the mm-hmm. back part of my brain, I'm terrified to call in accidentally yeah. some more of those people. And so I'm not going to really put myself fully out there like I could. I'm going to get busy. I'm going like so, so many little things are happening. Mm-hmm. There.
1: That's really important because um, I was talking about it
0: just before we came on.
1: In the launch, people say they're not showing up um, because of social media. And I was like, well, I'm unapologetic and blah, blah, blah. And I had a walk today. I always take like a walk in the park. And then I thought, actually, Marilyn, where are you still thinking about what people think?
0: Mm.
1: You know, and it was so interesting because underneath, unconsciously, it was there. Even though I was unapologetic, but there was a still, because I asked myself that question, I wanted to check in the something was feeling bubbling mm-hmm. and then I thought there's a part of me and I worked through that let it come up I let it show it, itself for me yeah. and you know it was really and I said to the people today I said we're always becoming we're always helping ourselves always helping us grow and I suppose when we do see those clients that do freak out and kick off I think it's because we've been through we if we haven't been through it ourselves then I would be worried but I can relate so I can put compassion on it, even though it may be like, there's times I'm like, Ananda will tell you, I'll be like, and then I'll be like, okay, I know. There's a part of me in that. Okay, what can we do? You know, so bringing myself back down and normalizing myself and being able to say, this is okay to the small part of myself that may get activated if somebody raises their voice a decibel, you know, like being able to do that to myself. And also the first aid, even if I was triggered, being able to have, a, you know, my things at my desk that can, you know, make me feel comfortable and safe, like my oils, my incense, my water, all those things, my stones, all those things are external representations of just what I have inside. So, mm-hmm. you know, being able to do things that can just help myself. But I really think it's important that we know that we have to work for ourselves because I do feel that people have this view of coaches that we have to be perfect, you know, and they have and they have a view of coaches making money that it has to be. I used to laugh at this back in the day when the coaches always would be in a suit and they would have a pose like this, you know, hands. Cr-
0: yeah. <laughs> I, listen, okay, I gotta fess up. Like this is telling. Okay, so I wrote a book years ago called Unstoppable Success, How to Finally Create the Body, Business, and Lifestyle You Want. And I think the cover of that book <laughs> looks like I've got to find this. I've got to find it. <laughs> I,
1: had a, I had an identity crisis because... I didn't have that on my um, website and the voter rebel in me was like, no, we don't want to do it. Then there was another part of me said, well, you're not a proper life coach because you don't have one of these pictures.
0: I think <laughs> I do. <laughs> that's hilarious. And it's like, we I think the, that's <laughs> one of the versions of what does professional mean and what does it look like? So we're talking about like breaking down. Yes. What does that mean? Like One of my favorite questions in addition to why And what's going on here is like, what does that mean? What does that look like? So you're like, well, you're not a proper life coach if you don't have the the pose with the the blazer on. So So then like, that makes me think about the question of what is professional? What does that mean? What does that look like? Right. So you get to awareness is first and you ask, like, what does professional mean? A professional yeah. life coach? What does that mean? What does that look like? And then just let your brain go to town with giving you all the answers yeah. that it currently has, its vision of what that means. Because what you'll see on the paper is if in, in Marilyn, she's got the sequins and the sparkles and the colors and <sighs> all of that. And so if in her mind, she's like, if a proper, aka professional life coach means a blazer in a jacket and dull colors and turn to the side like this, then there's the part of her that does not align with that. That's like, well, I guess I can't be a proper life coach because, or I can't be a successful life coach because I don't look like that. Or I don't want to be like that. And so that's why it's so important, y'all, to start looking at what are these definitions that we're giving to stuff? Like, does a six-figure coach mean? Like, what does a six-figure coach do or have to do in your mind? Right? Because we, and you were talking about this earlier, Marilyn, that a lot of times people think that that means that you have to have a big team and you have to have the 7 you have to have the tripwire and a 27 and a 37 offer. and then you go to this and then you have the 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 courses and the, 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 the. and I'm like okay but what if it doesn't have to mean all of that to your mm-hmm. point earlier that a lot of people come into coaching in the online space thinking, okay, if I just create a course and I have multiple streams of income and then I can make money in my sleep and then I can go lay on the beach and drink mojitos every day. Like you, but you're
1: not doing a funnel.
0: (laughs) You're doing that without all this stuff, right? (laughs) Right. It doesn't take all that. And as a matter of fact, it actually is more challenging because what people don't realize is that you still have to sell that stuff. Even if you're giving something away for free, you have to sell it. And when I say sell it, mean I mean you have to help people understand the value to them to exchange their time, money, and energy for whatever you're sharing with them. That's what I mean by sell. Because even if it's free, you're like the, you've heard me say this before, man, like the teriyaki chicken in the mall. That's free. It's free food, but everybody doesn't take it because they still have to sell it.
1: Yeah. It's hundred percent true. And I heard that a lot of people. I mean, somebody said to me, I think I've got to create a funnel. And I'm like, what for? You've already had, you've already made offers. Why do you need a funnel? It's working. And I think that when, I remember once I was in the mastermind and I came on and I said to you, I need to make a workbook and I need to do this. And you just was like, why? And I'm like, yes, but they're paying and I have to have a workbook and this, that, and the other. And you just said, but why? And my mind all of a sudden said to me, you need to give these people, they're going to ask for their money back. You're not doing a good job because you haven't got a workbook. But I was getting results. But in my mind, that was my judge jailer and everything else because I didn't have a work. My mind created that because I should have had that rather than actually it's working. Just believe that it's working.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, right. So that's like, that's another variation of what we were just talking about. Like in your mind, successful Mm -hmm. coaches with programs have workbooks. Yeah. Right. And then it's just a, it's just another little question could be is what if that's not true? what if you could have the successful workshop and not have a workbook, Yeah, right? I mean, I think it's one of those things where we see the end, not the end result, but we see somebody that's 10 steps ahead of us and they've already gone through all of these iterations. They've already gone through all the tests and the fails, the successes, Mm -hmm. the sampling and figuring out what's missing, what, what they don't like and all of that. And then they see, that that person is layer by layer added little stuff on as it yes. serves the bigger cause or the bigger goal or vision mm-hmm. or mission they have. But they didn't, we think that we we have to be there now. Yes. And so I think what I would challenge each and every one of you to do is just be like, well, what is my immediate goal? Mm-hmm. And how can I like, how can I make this more simple? How can I make this more simple? I didn't say easy. I said, how mm. can make this more simple. Yeah. And we're going to finish shortly. Well, we've got about 10 minutes, 10,
1: 15 minutes, but I want you to talk about your latest, you know, the, the latest, the, the podcast, but also the launch clinic. Cause that is just fire. The podcast is fire.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, uh, I'll <laughs> tell you about the clinic versus then I'll tell you about the podcast. Okay. So Through this series of uh, iterations, y'all, you heard me talk about some of the stuff I did. So I realized that I wasn't being all the way authentic. Just like Marilyn said on her walk, "Where am I still a little bit worried about what other people think?" In my case, where was I still not truly working with the people I wanted to work with, not truly doing the things that I wanted to do? And what I found for myself was that I was a little bit playing small and. Going in the lane of launch strategists and teaching those who had never launched before, rather than working with the people who had launched and Mm. they had a love hate relationship with it. It brought in the money, but it burned them out Mm. or they or the people that had I call it launch PTSD. They they had a Mm. launch. And they, it was so, they might've made, cause I've had clients that made a lot of money, almost six figures in a launch and they were like ready to throw the business away. I've had wow. people that make a quarter million dollars and ready to go back to a job because they're like, it's not worth it if I have to launch and if I have to do it in this way. And so from that, what I started doing was taking my experience as a launch strategist and taking the trauma work that I do with people and the cognitive work and then just my background as a, as a physical therapist and I brought them together mm. into something that I call launch therapy because I want people to be able to have launches that are successful and sustainable. It doesn't matter if you make mm. goo gobs of money and then you have to just hang, hang throw in a towel after there after that and go back to a job, right? So what we do is take what take what you have and look at what how can we make this not only work better but feel better because what we know is if something feels good and you're excited about it you tell more people about it you tell more people about it they get excited and it just becomes this chicken and egg scenario so that's um that's launch therapy that's what i've been working on and did you have questions about that before we talk about the podcast?
1: Yes. Someone just said, how can you make this more simple? I think he's took is full of hope or her. So full of hope is the lady, my glasses. Oh, yeah.
0: The, she's just like uh, saying that she loves the question of how can mm-hmm. I make this more simple? I mean, I okay. just, yeah, it's all the time. It's just anything that you're doing. And I just did it earlier today. I have little meetings with myself. <laughs> you know, I'm you like, like? <laughs> uh, we got to have a meeting. And sometimes I'm having a meeting with the future version of myself that here's mm-hmm. here's a tip for y'all. There is a world where there is a version of you who has exactly what you want. They have the life that you want. They have all of this. And sometimes it might be helpful to consult with them. Like, hey, we got there. What did we do? Right. Yeah. So I'm asking myself, As I'm looking at the things, like really, if we start from what is the goal? Because I think so many of us go out there and we start running around and doing a bunch of stuff without Mm -hmm. trying to figure out what is the result that we're trying to create. So what is the result that we're trying to create? What are the actions that we're currently taking? And then I look at those actions that I've been taking to get to that result. And I say, okay, how can I make this more simple? keeping that result in mind and let the brain go to town. Yeah, that's powerful. I'm lost for words. I'm very
1: lost. I'm very really lost for words, me. (laughs) I'm just trying to think. I think that that helped a lot of people actually. Because we used to call it an NLP future pacing or timeline, Mm -hmm. a bit like timeline Mm -hmm. where you just jump, go into the future. And I tend to do that, especially when I may be stuck with, the now and use the module as well. Like what, mm-hmm. you know, what's the result? And so when is
0: your next offer?
1: What's happening? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I want to, I, before I say that, I do want to say one more thing about the, there is a future pacing. Like what you talked mm-hmm. about, we get there. What do we do? Mm-hmm. But I think also sometimes to just remind ourselves that we get there is yes. helpful enough to calm down the nervous system. So sometimes mm-hmm. if we just remind ourselves, hey, we're there. We there is yes. we do get there. So yes. we can calm down. And once we're in a more calm state, we can be more creative. Okay. And so that that's also how I use mm-hmm. talks with my future self. Sometimes she doesn't tell me anything in terms of deception. She's just like, girl, it's okay. We get there. Yeah. Just calm down. How about have a rest? And so you you asked me about the podcast, coaching and conversations. Yes. Yeah has been a dream of mine back since the Periscope days.
1: Periscope,
0: I know, right? I went back into the archives and I was like, well, shoot, I've been doing this since Periscope days. It was actually called Coaching and Conversations with Tavana Denise. And I just had been having these amazing conversations in the background with people. And I didn't see any of these conversations being held in the forefront. Like people always talk about, Business tactics they talk mm-hmm. about, they talk about their story a little bit, but they tell you the beautiful highlights. Yes, and so what I wanted to do was talk about what is it like being an online business owner, but the life aspects because just because we're in business, that doesn't mean that life stops. Mm-hmm. And so, we've had people on um, to talk about you and I talked about being black and being in business when we talked about. Mm-hmm. We have, episode coming out next month about CEOs and newborn babies. So these women have kids under 12 months old. We have people talking about, we've already done the episode on digital nomad expat lifestyle. Is it really all that it's cracked up to be? Um, So we talk about these things that are a part of being a a person who happens to have an online business. Mm -hmm. And I'm also going to be starting doing six and figure success the backstory. So really diving into the, not just the pretty highlights, but what was it really like to get to the six and the seven figure marks so that people realize that there's nothing wrong if something is happening. And even though, and even when these not so pleasant circumstances are happening, you can still get to the goal that you want to. So That's Coaching and Conversations, the podcast, and really launch therapy is for anyone who has been doing launches. They're part of your business model and you want somebody to just, sometimes you just want somebody to take a look, see what what are the opportunities. We go in and I do a full diagnostic of what's happening, what's working, what's not working, what could you do differently? And I go way deeper and way beyond that to five specific areas that can fall down in each launch. And we create a plan that's based on that. And each part of that, we're looking at your energy. We're looking at your alignment. We're, we're looking at your current assets because I'm always like, how do we make this more simple? How do we make this more useful? Yeah. How do we make this more fun? I remember like <laughs> the, the things we, if it's not fun, we, yeah. we're not doing it. And I constantly have to bring myself back to that. Like if this is not fun anymore, then it's probably time to let it go.
1: Can I just say one thing? I know Launch for Appeals has evolved since then. I'm going to ask you about living on the beach. Well, not living on the beach, but beach life in a minute. I remember when I did my consult with you and you looked at my, my income and assets and how I felt. But it was a wake-up call because I'd been hiding, you know, if I was doing well and I had groups and all the other stuff, I'd been hiding the aspect. And it really was an eye-opener because it really made me look at the figures in front of me and what I could be making versus what I was making. And I was actually on the drama triangle as a rescuer because I wasn't, and a victim, because I wasn't filling up my cup with my worth and I think that consult really made me look at that and having to make a decision where I was saying, this is not working, but this is. And the joy is when I put my prices up. I know this is diverse from launch therapy, but it's more or less the same thing in my eyes in terms of the clients. Some Most of the clients came with me. Because yeah. you know, no.
0: that's the thing, Marilyn, a lot of us think, oh my gosh, if I raise my prices and actually these people were getting phenomenal results. Like mm. I that's why I say, y'all, when you hear somebody say something, ask, does it make sense for me or where I am at my business? So, but I was doing a specific consultation and look at you and your business and the results your clients were getting. So it, that compared to what you were charging just did not make sense. Yeah. But you had a fear that, oh, my gosh, if I increase my prices, the people are not going to stay with me. Mm-hmm. And that just wasn't true. So okay. that, that's kind of what you got an opportunity to look at. That's good. Sorry,
1: Diptism said, do you suggest every entrepreneur has a podcast as standard? Thanks to the no. I, I heck, knew she was going to say heck, that. Say the bad word. <laughs> <Hell> no. No.
0: <laughs> say all the bad words on this, this place. No. Okay, so the answer is no. And here's why. Part of the work we talk, we've been talking about being in alignment and making things um, more simple and easeful. Not easy, easeful. And what I know about myself is that I love running my mouth <laughs> and I'm very good at it and I like to talk to people. And so a podcast is the media that I choose to use. However, I have other people who they love the written word. I have a friend who's dyslexic. You would not catch him at all doing a blog because he's dyslexic. That would not be fun for him. And it would it just doesn't make sense when there's other things you can do. And then there's some people who have hangups about video. So, you know, so I ask that people take a look at what is your, what do you like doing? What do you Mm -hmm. naturally do? What feels good and fairly easy to you and choose that. You do not have to have a podcast. There are people killing it with YouTube and video and you see all the reels and stuff like that. I have a friend that does all these reels. I don't want to do reels. And so (laughs) if you like to write. Find a medium that works for you. Know, find a platform that works for you. And if you like to talk, do the podcast. If you like to be on video, do that. All of them work. I say they work better when you feel the good about and want to do them.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a desire. And we've got about five minutes. So, can you tell me about life in Mexico and what's your what's your average day as a six figure? I have to say that it wakes people up as a six figure a woman in Mexico running her business from a hammock. Well, you're not running it from a hammock, but you know,
0: Sometimes I'm not bitter. I listen to calls. So what is, it's, it's really interesting. Like yesterday, well, yesterday was the weekend, but I, would I describe it? I get up. I have my meditation. I sit on my hammock. I lay on my hammock. Sometimes in the morning, I drink coffee, not while I'm laying down, usually while I'm sitting on the hammock. And I just really just try to get in a space of gratitude for where I am and what I've been able to achieve. Because what I I used to be a person, I can still consider myself to be type A, but it used to be like I get to the goal and then that wasn't good enough and I rushed to the next one. And so I'm really trying to slow. Life is slower here, that's for sure. But really like be intentional about being thankful for what I have created and what I have now. And then I start my day, usually depending on the day, I have different things that I do on different days. But I got to say, y'all, I really don't work as much as I used to. I really don't. I I did almost a quarter million dollars last year. (laughs) and i did it with probably about i I worked client care twice two days a week but i'm not saying that like remember i didn't hit the first six figures until six years in my business so i didn't just go in there and like oh i'm gonna work two days a week no, I worked a lot of hours for many years before I got my business and everything up to a place where it made sense for me to do that. Right. So I'm I wanna say that with that caveat. Um so I work with clients two days, uh two days a week. And then I do the rest of my administrative stuff and my marketing stuff the, the rest of the week. I really don't work on Mondays. Mondays are me Mondays. And I think that was just something I carried over from when I was a physical therapist in the hospital. Mondays were the worst days to work; they were just the worst because everybody was left over from the the weekends, and those were the sickest and the heaviest people. So I just, as a rule, don't really work on Mondays. And then Fridays, I don't mind working. I do sometimes I do intensives on in Friday mornings because people are happier on Fridays, so it's still a lighter day. And then what else? I have a community of friends that are growing here. Other coaches that happen to live in this area go out and I'm not, you know, people like, oh, would you walk on the beach? Not really, because I really am not a fan of the sand all <laughs> up in everything, but I can see the beach from my balcony. So I go sit out there. And look. <laughs> I, I do that. I mean, I'm just real talk. And then I love in the evenings, and some of the even, not all of them, will go a friend or two will go to dinner and just connect. And I, I just, and, and because I live in a touristy area, it's like being able to see and participate in some of the touristy things yeah. without being a tourist.
1: Fantastic. Oh my God. Well, two minutes before we finish. So might as to finish. And where can I find you? Because I want, I want everybody to be left with this feeling of what you just described. Where can I find you? Oh for
0: sure. I mean just you can follow me here on Instagram, Tavana Denise, and see some of the pictures. Uh, that I try to put a balance. I mean, like I don't
1: a No, we don't care. We want to see you being you. Oh
0: good. yeah, like calendar and strategy and I do all of that. No, mm-hmm. I just put what feels good in the moment. So you're going to see some pictures of me and some thoughts and all of that stuff. And you're going to see some coaching stuff. So Tavana Denise here on Instagram. It's also tavanadenise.com and coaching and conversations on your favorite podcast platform.
1: Yeah, coaching and conversation. I did watch it on the way back from my walk with Amanda Renee. It was amazing. The latest, is it Renee? I think it is. The latest episode was amazing. And yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, I ain't going anywhere. I'm still going to be in your life you know and having therapy and coaching and therapy with my with my own um, stuff but yeah it's because of you I can show up with my bright colored outfits from my um, launch and still smile oh,
0: yes I'm so excited for you all right love I will talk to you soon thank yes, you yes
1: definitely thank you thank you everybody for coming and I will save this and put all the links in the chat thank Perfect. you very much bye
0: And if you want to continue the conversation with us, join our private community at TavonnaDenise.com forward slash join. This is your place to get real, get honest and share what's on your mind and heart as a woman building a business online. I can't wait to meet you on the inside.